Welcome to the Child Care Business Coach Podcast. My name is Evelyn Knight. So today I am joined by one of my favorite members for child care business professionals, uh, Shaylin. Shaylin, do you, I know on Facebook you are, uh, you have a hyphenated last name. Do you go by both or do you just do? You know, I will no, let you introduce yourself. Okay. I'm Shaylin Butts and uh, it's such an honor to be here today. Uh, I have a facility in Texas, and this is my 31st year in the childcare field. Wow, that is that is amazing. 31 years of as an uh, is it just in the field, or how long have you been an owner? I've been an owner since 1998. Oh so, yeah, okay, so it's yeah, yeah, pretty close. But I've been the teacher, I've been the janitor, I'm still the janitor, the owner, you know, all that good stuff. Yep. You've done it all as a private owner. And you also teach at your community college as well, right? I do. I teach the CDA class, the Child Development Associates class. And I really enjoy pouring into those educators, teaching them quality child care and what that looks like. That is awesome. So you know a lot. I mean, and you've seen a lot. You've seen huge transformations in early childhood education throughout the years. And that's a lot about uh, kind of what I want to talk about today. Uh, one of the things I see a lot of, um, and I think one of my fears for our industry is that we are on the brink of needing to change. And I think that's a great thing, though. I think it's a wonderful thing that we're really leaving um, some of our old practices behind. Uh, but some people in our industry are hanging on to those old practices by the skin of their teeth. And I see, uh, I'm sure you've experienced it, too, with those teachers that got those the older degrees and they still want to do like those crafty type of things. They still want to force the children to do 30 minute circle times. Um, they still want to do like the photocopied coloring pages and all those things that we really know now are not developmentally appropriate. Right. I agree. It's like, we don't use the old car phone anymore. You know, the cell phone back in the car and the flip phones. It's just not, not what we need for today. So we've upgraded. We need to change our mindset and get out of that. We've always done it that way. It just doesn't work that way anymore. Um, I kind of have a sad story where I was looking at a child yesterday. I mean, uh, last week, and I had this child's father, and I had him like 25 years ago, and I didn't know what I know now of the mm -hmm. quality, the social emotional skills, how to teach those things to the children. I didn't know that back then. That just wasn't real big back then. Um, but that his dad's in prison now. And I um, went and I'm looking at his child, but that's in the system now that we have. And I was wishing and just wishing I could go back and yeah. instill in him what we're instilling in his son that he doesn't have any contact with. But uh, it, it's different. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And one of my favorite studies is the preschool to prison pipeline that actually does show the correlation between uh, developmentally appropriate quality care in the first five years of life and the chances of somebody ending up in prison. But in all fairness, back then when he was growing up, that's, we were taught those were best practices. A lot of right. the things that we know now is it's not, I mean, we know so much more about the neurodevelopment of the children 
And I'm so happy to say that we focus so much more on cognitive development and what is developmentally appropriate based on where their brain is, honestly. And it it never makes sense to me. One of the things that always baffles me, uh, I actually got into a debate with a principal about this once. And it's the fact that um, whether you prioritize developmentally appropriate neurological-based practices. And this principal basically said to me, I'm so tired of hearing this developmentally appropriate practice stuff. It's just, we just need to follow the things the way we've done it before. And I'm just thinking, wait a second. So you're telling me that we shouldn't follow how the brain is wired to learn? We literally shouldn't follow the brain's actual trajectory. And he just was like, well, I didn't say that. I'm like, yes, you did. Because that's what developmentally appropriate practices are. That is how our brain is wired. So I'm sure as somebody who teaches CDA, you run into things like that a lot. Yes, we do. We we run into the teachers that want to do the worksheets, the ditto sheets. So they want to see that in the backpacks. And I try to tell them that you have to educate the parent also of developmentally appropriate practices, um, process versus product, you know, that. You have to really, really educate them. And the brain is so interesting. And all the new studies on the brain just excites me. And that's where we're at. We're in that stage. And I tell all of my students, you are such a big difference maker because you are changing brains. You are making them or breaking them. And um, it is so important to, to educate the teachers, to educate the parents of what is developmentally appropriate. And it's easy. I um, have a method in our tour. In 15 minutes, I basically educate the parents on what it looks to have a developmentally appropriate uh, classroom and how their their children are actually learning more when you have that than when you don't. And it's really simple. I just look for something in the classroom that a child is doing as I'm touring. And I tell the parent, let me show you how this child is learning. And I explain all the different realms of development that are being hit, how literacy, math, because most of the things that the child is doing is teaching them math and it mm-hmm. is teaching science and it is teaching um, all of the things. My favorite is when they're playing with Play-Doh. Play-Doh has got to be the easiest thing to uh, show a parent like it looks like they're just playing with Play-Doh, but let me tell you what they're really learning. And right. Then I always just use a quick illustration and I ask the parents, do you remember what you learned during your high school U.S. history class where you were lectured to? And everybody's like, no. I'm like, do you remember those lectures? No. Do you remember memorizing all the presidents or the states and capitals? No. Well, just like you don't remember that and it didn't, it wasn't real learning for you. It's called what's called rote learning. That's not real learning. You memorize things. It stays in your brain for a couple months. Then as soon as you don't need it, your brain shaves it off and it's gone. What we're doing is we're teaching real learning that will last a lifetime. And that usually is, gets parents to just think, oh, oh, wow, you're right. I get that. Because, and then everybody always gives me an example of like a science teacher or the biggest one I hear is the um, whenever they did a dissection. Well, I dissected this and I remember this and that and this. Like, yes, mm-hmm. because you were doing, you're actually in it. Right. So, right. It is important in our centers, different centers, we actually have signs that we can bring the parents around and say, look, in the dramatic play, these are the skills they're learning. 
and the you know library and the math and science. These are actually skills they're learning, and they don't see it until they see it. <laughs> they're in there and they see it. Yeah. And then I, I just think that when I'm doing my CDA class, and they're like, "Well, we need we we want to do worksheets. We we think this is better." And the you know, I bring out the apples and where an apple worksheet where they sit and they color an apple worksheet. And then I asked them, okay, what, what have you learned from this apple worksheet? And they can list like one or two things. And then I bring out the real apples and we, we go through that. And there's over 30, 40 different things that you can learn and teach a child from a real apple. So I'm trying to teach them the hands-on learning, the actual touch and feeling, tasting, using all your senses and your centers is the way they learn. Absolutely. Yes. And that is something I'm a huge proponent of. I know there was once a time I was afraid. Uh, I've been an owner for a long time too, uh, and a teacher. So um, not quite as long as you have. I started in, uh, what year was it? Gosh, how old was my son? I've got to think of how old he was. So it was about 2003. And, um, I basically uh, went through a lot of changes too, where that was the norm. And I was really scared to move over to a more developmentally appropriate play-based learning because honestly, I was afraid not to have those parent pleasers and I was afraid I wouldn't be able to pay my bills. But what I've learned is when I switched my center over, uh, I actually do better as a business owner. Now, when you do what's best for the children, their outcomes are so much better. They're actually going home and they're actually showing the parents more of what they did learn. The parents see more evidence of learning. The children are happier. They behave better. You don't get all the uh, the normal behavior problems any longer. So many things make it better that more parents want into your program. You become known for quality And it's kind of the opposite of what I thought. We actually became more successful as a business than not, even though those things that are considered parent pleasers were taken away. Right. Yes. I think once you, you, it is scary because we want to hold on to those old ways because it worked back then. Yes. But when you really, really catch on and see the real difference, at the end, what they're like, because it's a process that they're learning and they're going to go through. But if you're able to, to really set your classrooms up and just start trying it little by little at the end, your parents will see the difference. They're, the children's vocabulary is going to be humongous. They're, you know, their their classroom management, when you use the right classroom management and the right learning environment set up, all of that plays into good behavior and social emotional real positive social emotional relationships, all that comes to just really setting up a play, developmentally appropriate activities and environment. It's really, it really does make a difference. It's a beautiful thing. So let's Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about your experience as a member. We're going to shift gears to more the business side of things, going from curriculum uh, to business. Uh, so I know that you, like you said, you've been an owner for a long time. You've been in this field, but you still felt like you needed to join my membership to help you on the business end of things. Why is that after being a uh, owner for so long? Did you feel like you needed to take that leap? Well, I was not only married to my husband, but I was married to my child care center. I was there for 40, 50, 60 uh, hours a week, bringing work home. Um, And it it just, 
it wasn't working and I needed to do something different. So when we started, when I started with you a year ago, it started, we started with the um, creating your center's organizational chart and being able to see where everybody fits in. And then y'all sent me to the time management and delegating. (laughs) And it changed my mindset. I mean, tremendously. Um, It taught me the importance of delegating. Y'all taught me, you know, time management. Uh, all those different things. But then what really got me is that you walked, you and your team walked me through it. We actually mm-hmm. implemented everything you taught. We didn't just write it down and put it in a file. You actually strategically we planned what we were going to do and how we did it. So it, I have implemented so many different things from the program. I have like eight listed here that, that I have implemented. And it's, it's really changed my life because now I'm at the center maybe 10 hours a week if I decide to go on going in and um, it's life changing. Yeah, it, it is. And I'm in the same boat as you. I actually created all of these things when uh, I I actually have a neurological disease because I was working so much. I worked myself sick. And so basically I knew I had to make a change. So I just started studying and studying how to better manage my time. That was where it all began for me. I was also facing bankruptcy. So I really decided I need to learn how to run a business. I had this like epiphany moment. I was actually listening to a book by Mike Michalowicz and he talks about either it was actually a childcare center owner that had written him a letter and literally said that she was exhausted. She was working to herself to the bone, but she put her entire family's life on the line and their whole livelihood based on her center, but she was still going bankrupt. And she literally had said to him, at this point, I wish I would just die so my family could get the life insurance money. And it was like this huge, oh my goodness moment for me where I just, I don't ever want to feel that way. You know, where, but I was heading in that direction and I knew I was, I wasn't making the money. And that's when I decided, okay, I know children. I know how to be a teacher. I know how to be a director, but I don't know business. And that's when I set out to learn about business. And as I realized that it doesn't have to be this hard, it, Mm -hmm. I see owners every day, like exactly what you just described. And when I realized it doesn't have to be this way, that's when I decided to start this company so that I could help other owners to see it doesn't have to be this way. We don't have to be married to our center. We don't have to face bankruptcy. We can actually have our business do well, live out our dreams, and still turn a profit. Yes, I agree. I agree. And and just about being married to your center, the things that you had taught you had taught us is all the systems that you put into place. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. You automate these systems and that's why I'm not having to be at my center. I duplicate myself. You taught me how to delegate yeah. and to train and to meet back with them and delegate and make a duplicate of myself. And that is what I've done. And then they've caught my passion through this program. I've taught, I've learned my queen bee, what my real passion is, why I'm here and I've implemented all of these different things into my center and everybody's just caught on and um, we've put systems into place and it's just, it's still very personal. We still have, but there's systems and it just kind of takes, it takes over and it's, 
it's great. And you're right. It does take over. And once you get going on it, you find that you can create a system for everything. You can literally, like you said, duplicate yourself. And when I realized I could do that, I'm like, well, I don't have to do everything. We get Mm -hmm. stuck in this mindset as women and as these type A personalities where if I don't do it, it's not going to be done right. If it's not done my way, it's not going to be done right. So I found I was so trapped in that that I figured, okay, well, two things I learned from that is, okay, I need to learn how to duplicate it my way. And second thing I learned is maybe my way isn't the best way. I have some brilliant women working for me. Maybe their ways are better. So then I worked with them. And once we discovered the best way, we basically put it in writing. And that's for everything. So when people like, I know it's hard for those of you out there listening to understand, but it is for everything. And it is something we can absolutely help you with. Uh, I walk you through it. I show you how you can really figure out what can you get off your plate. I know I have a very hard time letting go of control, but being in control of everything will kill you one day. I mean, I can tell you my husband is now gone because he worked himself so hard and he just couldn't let go of things that he worked himself sick as well. And it doesn't have to be that way. And it doesn't, it's not worth losing your life. I mean, we, we create businesses so we can live, not for it to take the life from us. But then we find ourselves in that position where it's just taking the life from us. Yes. And like you said, it, it is a mindset. And we are. That personality is if I don't do it, it's not going to be done right. They're not going to do it right. But like you said, if you train them and delegate and then train them the way that you want it to be, you're, the, you're right. I found things that uh, my director now, she's like, so much smarter it seems like like wow those ideas are great and they really take ownership and I've really enjoyed learning through the process that I'm not the only one that can do this mm-hmm. and I have wrote down um 97 different things that are SOPs standard operational procedures and it's just writing them down it's, it takes a little time to get it done but here I am and I am for the last I mean it's it's taken me a while, but for the last month, few months, I'm like 10 hours a week. That's amazing. So put in the time, change your mindset, put in the time and your life's going to be changed. And free yourself. Sure. Absolutely. It just frees mm-hmm. you. It, it's just the way you can take your life back. Because I know uh, when you say that you were married to your center, that's what my husband used to tell me. He used to tell me that um, I was married to my center and he, I was having an affair with him. So (laughs) he used to tease me all the time about that. So it is a way to just take your life back before it's too late. And now we're working with brand new owners, which is kind of cool. We're going, our our newest thing that we're launching right now is uh, people who are transitioning from like home providers into childcare centers or people who are opening a childcare center for the first time. And one of my goals for them is to help them realize that they never have to go through this. They don't have to be where you and I were, you know, they, they can start right from the, from day one. Yes, I would. Oh, I'm so excited about this, that program. I wish I had it 20, 30 years ago. I wish I had it because you do feel alone you feel like no one else is going through this. No one's going to understand. Oh my goodness. I can't tell that. I that's, yeah. That would make me look. Yes. So exactly. that is an amazing yes. program. And that's amazing. a good point too, is we're afraid of the judgment that comes at yes. us. And that's another reason for our membership, whether you're a seasoned owner or a brand new that 
judgment. You just feel so alone. And that's why I created our office hours. Like tomorrow morning, we're going to have coffee with Evelyn. And the reason we do that is so you guys can come in and be vulnerable. Just be real because we all are in the same position. We all don't know what to do every now and then. So it's just one of those things that hopefully um, we'll, we can just help more of you out there not to feel like you're an island by yourself. Right. I really look forward to our weekly weekly meetings. I have never been in a program that y'all are so there. Y'all are present. All the team is present. And anytime we need something, we just reach out. And the meetings, yeah, when we get together, it's like we're in a safe place. And we can yes. discuss our issues and uh, it, it's a positive, safe place. It's not a place that you leave feeling dragged down. You leave feeling inspired. You leave mm-hmm. the meetings feeling like I can do this because I have a support. And that means a lot, a lot to directors. It does. Absolutely. So do you have any final thoughts for us? My final thing to say, if anybody out there is listening and you feel alone, you feel scared, you don't know what to do, Um, you feel like you're married to your center and you just need some time, join. Come come get some um, more uh, information about the program and I'm telling you it'll change your mindset, it'll change your life. It has surpassed changing my life and getting my life back. So I thank you, Evelyn, and your team. Well, thank you. That makes me feel so happy. That's my mission is accomplished. Even I always set out saying, if I just can change one owner's life, it'll be worth it. So thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining me today. It's my pleasure. Okay.